Welcome to the Undefeated Podcast with Sara. Did you know that you don't need to live feeling defeated in any area of your life? I believe a huge part of us learning to live from the place of victory is learning to see from God's perspective and discern what's heaven's agenda in this particular season in your life and in the world around you. In this podcast, we will practice discerning what God is doing, both regarding our individual journeys and corporately, so that we can partner with Him in seeing His kingdom come and will be done right now on earth as it is in heaven and live our lives undefeated. This week, I have felt prompted to talk about being quick to respond. And so I wanted to respond quickly to that prompting and do an episode on it right away. See what I did there? Uh, in all seriousness, I do want to share some thoughts about the importance of being quick to respond because I've become very aware of the fact that the speed of our response sometimes communicates more than what we even eventually end up saying or doing. And it has a massive effect on the outcome of most situations and relationships. And I want to mostly focus on talking about responding to God. But as a little intro, I want to also talk about the fact Uh, how much the speed of our response also affects our relationships with people around us. And I know there are also different attachment styles relationally. And if you are the avoidant attachment style, you are probably more prone to being the one who responds very slow, if at all, <laughs> especially if you feel any anxiety. And if you are the anxious attachment style, you are probably more prone to feel hurt by the people who are not responding to you or not acknowledging your presence. But no matter what your tendencies are, we all are affected by other people's responses or non-responses to us. And I don't know if this is universal, but at least in my little world, when someone replies to my text message or email promptly, it communicates value and it communicates that they care about me. And that's why I also try being quick to respond to other people's messages. And even if I don't always have time to write a full message back, uh, just by clicking a quick thumbs up, or something like that. I, I like to do that as soon as I can because I want to acknowledge that I, hey, I saw your message and I'm not ignoring you. And of course, everyone has days and sometimes even seasons when you are simply way too busy to reply any messages or emails. And uh, we don't have or we shouldn't have the same expectations for everyone to answer our messages and also not everyone should have the same access to us and as an example I was thinking I emailed some some of my leaders a couple of weeks ago 
and I know how busy they are. So I honestly wasn't even expecting any reply for like a month, <laughs> knowing how busy they are. Uh, and I was actually pretty shocked when I got replies already within a week. So for me, that was super fast, uh, knowing that I'm not part of the immediate family or in the closest circle of friends. But if I'm messaging someone who is in my immediate family or one of my closest friends, and especially if my message is very urgent and important to me, and if they won't reply to me within the same day, it feels very hurtful. So there is a different level of expectation when it comes to different levels of connection. And I love uh, many things about my leaders here at Bethel, but one of the things I really admire is that I've seen our senior leaders take phone calls from their spouse or kids, even in the middle of them preaching and literally demonstrating how important it is to be quick to respond to those you love. And of course, it's not something that happens all the time and they loved ones also love and respect them and are not like on purpose interrupting these sermons or something else important. But they know that if there is an emergency, that they'll always be a priority. So the truth is that if you have any people in your life who consistently ignore you or ignore your messages, the silence actually communicates more loudly and clearly than any other message would communicate. And the choice to not to respond is actually sending a powerful message. And if you are constantly being ignored by the people that you care about or by people you're working with or doing ministry with, the emotional experience for most people can be so painful that it actually feels like you'd rather have people yell at you or be angry with you to your face rather than just treat you like air and make you feel like you don't exist. And a few weeks ago, I did this one day intensive training with a program called Connection Codes by Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. And they explained from the psychological point of view the feeling of being ignored and what happens in our human psyche when we feel ignored. And first of all, they said that the need for identity is the most fundamental human need and that we all receive identity from the people around us and from their responses to us. And I want to add to that that, you know, of course, ultimately we are designed to receive our identity from God. But God has created us to live with other humans and with the need to interact and connect with other people. So we all are asking the questions from the people around us that, do I exist? Do I exist to you? Do I matter to you? Do I have value to you? Am I significant to you? And at this workshop, they showed a video on this experiment where a baby was interacting with her mom. I think it was a girl. Um, anyway, the baby was making all kinds of faces uh, to see how the mom responded to her. Uh, but then 
all of a sudden, the mom did what they called a still face, meaning that the mom didn't give any emotional reaction or response to the baby with her face. And it was crazy to observe how quickly the child completely lost it because she wasn't getting any response. And they called this phenomena a losing identity. And they explained that it feels like you are losing some identity when someone is not responding to you. So next time someone ignores you, you can just casually tell them that they just stole some of your identity, right? <laughs> well, I'm kidding, but not really kidding. Maybe don't say that to a stranger or someone you barely know. <laughs> but uh, actually, if there is someone important to you and close to you, it might be worth explaining to them this dynamic that it actually makes us feel like we are losing identity when we are not getting a response uh, from, from them. And especially because apparently when someone experiences losing identity, their behavior can become as desperate as when losing oxygen. So people can go pretty crazy emotionally when they feel ignored. And also a relational absence is worse than geographical absence um, because even a baby can be completely fine by themselves, well, at least for several minutes or moments <laughs> if the mom is in another room. But when the mom is close by but not responding, it feels devastating to the baby. And I think we all are often doing this unintentionally to others by disregarding them and not responding or with very delayed responses. And understanding this whole dynamic has been very helpful to me. I'm saying this from a very humble place because even though um, this very much explained a lot of pain in my own life, having often felt like I was treated like air, but I very much acknowledge that I have room for growth in this area too, in how I treat others. And I'm, I'm typically, I would say I'm pretty quick to respond to people's messages and emails. Um, and also like when I'm out and about, I would say most days I at least try to acknowledge people by smiling or saying hi, even if I don't quite remember who they are or how I know them or if I even know them. But also the reality is that since I'm working at the school with hundreds of students, there definitely are days when I feel so overwhelmed by the amount of people. And especially if I'm in a rush, my coping mechanism is typically just to avoid eye contact with anyone just to get through the hallway. And also there are definitely times when I feel so overwhelmed by the amount of emails in my inbox. And especially if there are emails that I don't quite know how to reply to, that I end up delaying my reply and then simply forgetting to reply. And, and I know this can you know happen to anyone. And there's of course grace for all of that. And also, I think it's important that we learn the difference between what's actually urgent and what's important, because some things that feel urgent may not be important. Um, and I'm not saying 
you need to reply right away to everybody's messages or have a conversation with everyone you run into because sometimes there might be other important things that you need to be responding to um, but it's so important to realize how us being quick to respond it is a powerful way of communicating value to people and even if it's just a smile it can make a huge difference in someone else's life and just acknowledging them and acknowledging their presence um so that was just a little preface on responding to people <laughs> but i really wanted to talk about responding to god and responding to his voice and i was just thinking about this whole concept that when we don't respond to god it's not that he loses identity because he obviously doesn't receive his identity from us but because we are designed to ultimately receive our identity from him so we are the ones who start losing our identity and losing connection and purpose when we don't respond to him because it's by responding to him that we actually also learn who we are made to be and i heard someone say it was probably bill johnson because he drops lots of truth bombs <laughs> but anyway someone said that delayed obedience is disobedience and that may sound very harsh but oftentimes that's very true because often when we delay our response we actually may completely end up missing what god was prompting us to do and even like i was just reading from luke 9 and this is when jesus is calling his disciples it says that he said to another man follow me but he replied lord first let me go and bury my father Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Uh, so that passage really like highlights the importance of being quick to respond to what God is saying and in Matthew 4 verses 21 through 22 I love this when it says that going on from there he saw two other brothers James the son of Zebedee and his brother John they were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him I, I just see this picture in my head when they are literally like just dropping the nets and just <laughs> slow motion, like just coming from the boat, just following Jesus. I, I don't know how it exactly happened, but, but I love that it was like immediate response that they had. And I, I was thinking how we often sing all these songs about responding to God. We just sang this new song last Sunday at church. And I think it said something like, the moment you call, the second you speak, that's where I'll go, that's where I'll be. I might remember the lyrics slightly wrong, um, but something along those lines anyway. 
But the question is that are we actually that quick to respond to God? That is the moment he calls and the second he speaks. And in real life, I think it's also very easy to start questioning if we really heard him. And also questioning that, well, is it actually logical to do what he said? And typically, if we don't respond immediately, we end up reasoning ourselves out of responding to his voice. And we end up not responding at all to the prompting of the Holy Spirit on our hearts. And I have been on this journey of learning that often the best plan is to just respond immediately, even if I don't fully know what I'm even stepping into. Um, And of course, you know, there's tons of examples when I have delayed my responses, but it's something that I'd be very like, I would say one area in my life where I'd be wanting to grow and be intentional about being quick to response. And I was thinking an example from last week, uh, we had the Bethel Music Worship School here for two weeks and I was teaching some classes there. And at the very last main session, they invited all the teachers on stage and basically asked if anyone wanted to share anything for the whole school. And well, I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit on my heart immediately. And I knew that if I waited at all, I would definitely talk myself out of it, especially because the room was full of musicians. And I would have easily come into a conclusion that I should just let the musicians talk to the other musicians. And I probably shouldn't take time from their sharing. But I'm so glad that I made myself to respond to the Holy Spirit uh, immediately and basically found myself saying that I have something to share pretty much before (laughs) I even knew what I was actually going to say. But it felt like my quick response to God also attracted him to respond quickly to my faith. And it felt like he literally filled my mouth with words to share, even to the point that I was very much impacted by what actually came out of my mouth. Like kind of like, oh, wow, like, Lord, I'm so glad that you gave me <laughs> what to share in this moment. And uh, I was thinking there, there's this famous quote from the movie called We Bought a Zoo, where it says that, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. You may have heard this quote before. And obviously in the movie, they are not talking about responding to God. But the same principle still works here that in taking risks or overcoming our fears And that there's something very powerful about being quick to respond and not second-guessing yourself. And I'm, of course, not talking about doing something absolutely crazy or following just any random thought that comes to your mind. (laughs) But this is the beauty of walking in relationship with God and also with community. That we are all in 
this process of learning to hear his voice together and responding to him, even in the moments when it doesn't seem logical. I love this quote by Graham Cook that says that faith is beyond reason and far superior to intellect. And, you know, of course, we need to know that God would never ask ask us to do anything that violates his written word or violates his law of love. But sometimes there are things he's asking us to do that don't sound logical, at least not according to human logic. And I was thinking that a lot of my big life choices have been like that, that it's been just about responding to the Holy Spirit. When in 2001, I moved to Israel to do a worship school simply because I felt that the Holy Spirit told me to do so. And from the logical perspective, it sounded absolutely absurd. Like, why would I move to live in Jerusalem and like commit being there for nine months without leaving the country and to do a school where I wouldn't even get any credentials from. <laughs> and uh, which, by the way, it was a very small private school that nobody really knew about. And I didn't know a single person when I moved there. And, you know, especially going to a foreign country that's in the middle of very severe political unrest and and actually literally moved there only days after the 9-11 happened. And, and there were several suicide bombers there during that year. But I knew in my heart that God called me to be there for that season. And it ended up being such an incredible season in my life that really set me up in many ways for the rest of my life. And so even though... It wasn't necessarily a logical decision. It didn't matter because God had a different pathway to train me for my calling and my purpose. And it was beyond human intellect. (laughs) And I ended up being so thankful for my time in Israel. And like it was exactly what I needed to prepare me for the things that the Lord had for me. And I believe that God wants to reaffirm your confidence to hear his voice. And this might be very obvious for most of you, but I feel like I need to say this just to be clear, that if you want to grow in hearing God's voice, one of the best things to do is getting saturated with his written word, actually reading the Bible, because his written word... By, by his written, written word, we make our hearts sensitive and tender to his voice. And like I said earlier, God would never ask you to do anything contrary to his written word. Um, so it gives us the safety net that we actually learn to know his heart, his character and his ways. And Psalm 119 verse 105 says that your word is a lamp for my feet a light on my path. But reading his word is obviously not enough. It has always been about responding 
to his word and responding to him. In Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, um, Jesus says that, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So uh, it's always about actually responding to what he's saying. And in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2, it says that, For he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor, and the day when you needed salvation, I came to your aid. So can't you see, now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of salvation. And also in uh, Hebrews 3, verses 7 through 9, it says that, So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. So, in other words, if we don't respond to his voice, our hearts will get hardened. And it's by hearing and then responding that we actually keep our hearts tender and soft. Uh, similar uh, verse in Psalm 95 verses 6 through 9 where it says that, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Today, if only you would hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. So we want to make sure that our hearts stay tender and that we are responding to his voice and his words. Um, I want to read one more verse from Romans 12 verses 1 through 2. This is from the message translation and it's, it's really beautiful. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. 
So beautiful. I love the phrase that readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. But I also wanted to say that responding to Jesus, it's not like responding to the principal of the high school or like it's it's more like responding to someone you absolutely love and someone you know absolutely loves you and always has your best interest in his mind and his heart and it's like when you really love or like someone you want to make it a priority to be quick to respond and it's not out of duty but it's out of love So God is not some sort of a slave driver. And I would actually say that in my life, I'm often the one who is my own slave driver, who puts all these expectations on myself. And and often when I actually stop to listen to God's voice, he's the one who tells me to take some time to rest when I'm the one who is trying to make myself just work harder. And I think sometimes very driven people can have this ridiculous fear that if I listen to God's promptings I might get burned out because I already have so much to do and you know you might think that I don't really want to try to listen to God and be quick to respond because he'll probably ask me to you know go and testify to somebody on the street or or he might send me to the other side of the world to be a poor missionary or like do all these things that I don't have time for and I don't want to do and all these types of fears They actually come from the place of us not knowing the depths of his heart and the depths of his love for us because he's the one who knows you best and loves you best and knows what you are actually designed for and he knows what will make you come alive. He knows when you need to rest and so uh, that you responding to him actually brings you life and nourishes you like Jesus said that my food is to do the will of my father that it actually brought nourishment uh, for him to obey the father and the more you start knowing his heart the more you actually want to hear his voice and it becomes your lifeline your daily bread and you want nothing more than hear his voice and respond to him and I I just want to pray for, first of all, those of you who have been questioning if you can hear God's voice. And I, I just want to speak peace over your heart. And, and like in John 10, 27, it says that my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Or NIV says my sheep listen to my voice. That I just want to speak that to your heart that the only requirement for you to hear his voice is to be his sheep. <laughs> yeah, and sheep, they are not some super intelligent animals. <laughs> They're actually very dumb. And if they can hear the voice of the shepherd, that you are actually designed to hear his voice and that he loves to speak to you. Yeah, and I thank you, Jesus, that you know how to speak to us in ways that we recognize your voice and and that it's not difficult to hear you. Yeah, and I want to pray for those of you who feel like you've been slow to respond to his voice because of fear of failure or fear of being out of control or fear of not being good enough with your response or 
fear of other people's opinions or criticism or any other fear. And I I just want to break that fear off of you in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Jesus, that your perfect love casts out all fear, that there's no fear in love. And Lord, we want to be saturated by your love. We want to be quick to respond to you from the place of love, even when we may not see the whole picture yet. Yeah, we want to respond from the place of trust and love. And I also want to pray for those of you who might be thinking of all the missed opportunities or all your delayed responses to God. And I just want to speak God's love and grace to your heart and over those situations that God doesn't want you to live under some heaviness of condemnation or feelings of failure, that he's such an incredible father and he can redeem any situation. And I don't actually even think he comes up with the plan B or C or D in a sense that he's like, hey, that kid of mine missed the best plan, plan A I had for them. So I'll just need to give them the second or third best plan. But I believe that he's so good that he can turn any circumstance into a plan A, no matter how much you think you messed up or, or delayed your response. As long as you choose to turn to him today, (laughs) right now, because his name is I am and he wants to be actively present in your life today, right now. And he says that today is the day of salvation. Yeah, and I, I just bless all of you with peace and with the ability to trust that God is the perfect communicator, that he will communicate at exactly the right time and that you can rest in the knowledge of his love for you and that sometimes he'll just quiet you with his love and that not all his communication is verbal, that sometimes he just wants to surround you with his presence and hold you and that words are not even necessary. Yeah, thank you, Father. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are our helper in every area that we get to partner with you, that you want to teach us to be quick to respond. Yeah, thank you, God, that you get to, that that we get to let you teach us to know uh, what are the things that you are asking us to do Yeah, that we learn the difference between what feels urgent and what's important. Yeah, Lord, we surrender our whole hearts to you. Yeah, we want to be so teachable. Yeah, teach us, God, teach us, Lord. We want to be your disciples who learn from you, who learn from your ways. Yeah, thank you, God, that you are such a good teacher. We trust in your ability to teach. We trust in your ability to communicate. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.